You're listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1 FM. to March. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jonathan Litzkin alongside David Campbell on KCOU 88.1 FM. As always, today's Top 10 Players Day. We've now done it is. Top 10 teams, Top 10 coaches. Today's Top 10 Players. And next week is Top 10 Flavors of Goldfish. Let's, let's save that. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's save that, that for a later date. Yeah, let's save that for... Can you imagine we just come back to it like mid-February, like <laughs> we think of like <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday after the Big Twelve SEC challenge. Today's yeah. top ten goldfish flavor top day. Ten goldfish flavors. Number one, extra cheddar. I agree with that actually. That's yeah. a, that's a very good take. Number not in the list, garlic. Ugh. Is there garlic goldfish Dude, flavor? There's like thirty gar- goldfish flavors. I know there is. We I've gotta put never, it in the unique snack of the week. I've never heard of garlic so, goldfish. We're gonna do a little background here. Me and Lydia always do a unique snack of the week. Also, can you hear that fan? One sec. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I'm gonna turn it off, John. I'm gonna just sweat instead. Mm-hmm. We do a unique snack of the week. Week one was uh, cheese it puffs. Those are amazing. We gotta yes. bring those back. Yeah. No. The, those are the. Uh, the clear number one, like round two. Th- this is twenty twenty Alabama right now. <laughs> round two is Kit Kat thins with hazelnut, which were actually pretty good. I actually had some; they, they were pretty I, I, good. I did not enjoy them. And week three we had a different Kit Kat. I actually enjoyed this week's yeah. Kit Kat more than last. It week's was Kit a Kat. blueberry muffin Kit Kat. And next week we're going to tell you already. I told John it's going to be the Luther Burden chips. honey barbecue with spice chips, ruffled chips. I, I'm, I'm They're a, thick chips. I had them last night. I'm assuming I'm going to enjoy those. They're good. Yeah, they're they're I, good. I, I don't like them because I don't love honey barbecue. I, I also usually prefer like a thicker chip to a, a thinner one. Ah, well, I think. So you don't like Pringles? I like them. I, I don't dislike many many chips, but <laughs> I, I, I if I dislike a chip, it's more about do you like the, Chip Kelly. Yes, I do actually. Oh wow, um, well, there's another I, chip you but like. But if I dislike a chip, it's usually more about the uh, the flavor, the than flavor, it, than of it is the, the texture. I'm actually gonna change something on my players list real quick. Dawson Garcia in to, the top 155. I, 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 meant, I meant to change this a long time also, ago. Also, is there a reason why you only did 154? I haven't. I was going to do 200 and I still plan on doing 200, but unfortunately, I just like kind of forgot to finish it. What's really annoying me right now is that I'm in a chair and I have two handles in my chair. <laughs> One of them is pretty high up and the other one's not and I have no idea how to adjust them. Oh, that kind of sucks. If we're being perfectly honest. I might switch again. I'm going to do a little switcheroo, John, so talk. Be entertaining, okay? All right. So, today, like I said, top 10 players list. We're going to give honorable mentions like we did for both the teams and the coaches. And, you know, like like we've done the last couple weeks at the end, we may talk some some NFL, some college football just a little bit. Dave, David put out his NFL predictions a little, a little while ago, earlier today. I have my NFL predictions actually up in front of me, but uh, I haven't put them out yet. The NFL season starts in two days. It's going to be awesome. It's a later today project. And uh, Joel Klatt started a college football podcast. He's going to join the show. Which, no. <laughs> he's not joining the show. Um, 
No, he's not going to do that. That'd but, be so fun. But I listened to his podcast this morning, his first episode, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, Was there a lot of Colorado propaganda? He did talk about Colorado, uh, but it was more of, it wasn't Colorado propaganda. It was more of to just use them as an example of, That's how bad they are. of something he believed. But, <laughs> yeah. So you ready, ready to get rolling? Let's do it. All right. David, I actually have my top 20, but. Let's, let's get some honorable mentions first. David, okay. Go for it. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> we had a debate last night over text about Dawson Garcia. Yeah, if projections wise, he is in my top fifty. Projections wise, yeah, but right now that's that. understand he's a little lower. Anyway, I just want to put that out there on the show. The fit was really bad at UNC. So some honorable mentions. Okay, I want to talk about him right away. He's this guy's in your top ten. He's not in mine because of one reason, one reason alone. He's hurt right now. And that's Derek Whitehead. Okay, he would probably be my top ten if he was healthy because he's awesome. He's going to be amazing this year, but with the injury, I'm just a little scared about it, and I'm just not ready to console him. I know he'll be ready before week one, or week one, day game one, yeah. but I'm just being a little cautionary. And, like, wh- I think what's good with his his injury, obviously, it's not good that he got injured, but what's good with the timetable, I should say, for his injury is that Duke isn't opening the season with the Champions Classic. That's not opening mm-hmm. night this year. They're opening the season against Jacksonville on November 7th. And I be- believe they have a game on November 11th, too. The Champions Classic's November 15th. Yeah. So I, even if he's a little later on that timetable, I think that it was six to eight weeks. Even if he's closer to the eight weeks mark, he shouldn't miss the the Champions Classic. Um, I hear that. I have two freshmen in my top ten. My third one that just missed is Keontae George. Okay. I love Keontae George. He's going to do wonders in Scott Drew's team. I think he has the potential in Big 12 Player of the Year. I, I really do believe that. Not just freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just misses it for me. Just missed it. Um, another guy that is always kind of around this area, but I don't think we've. Like, I don't think this guy can get better, and that's Trace Jackson Davis. I don't think he can really improve his game, but he's just already. Yeah, he's, he's kind of been the same player the last two years. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And he's already. But he's a top 20 player. Yeah. He missed it for me, but I, I don't think he's going to, you know. You know, learn how to be a dead eye from three. He, to, to a casual eye, he's probably the most overrated star in college yeah, basketball. A lot of people will say that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not like him as much as I do. Um, I have a guy a little high. I don't think you have him in the top of twenty. I have this guy at eighteen. That's Tyrese Hunter. Yeah, I, no, I, I have I him at twenty-two, dude. I love him. He's like, gonna be so so good this year. Well, he did it as, as a freshman, and I I think we said this like a week ago, maybe mm-hmm. two weeks ago. But what he From did, taxes or what he did on a. What he did on a Iowa State team that couldn't like initiate offense as a freshman, like, mm-hmm. and, and not a, not too highly ranked either. Yeah, it's pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah, so I, there's a lot, handful of guards that I have out to the top ten that, in my opinion, are just very similar players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Miles, R.J. Davis, um, yeah. Zakai Ziegler, Darius yeah. McGee. They're not similar players, and they're not similar players the way they play. I just think it's so hard to rank those guys anywhere between. So if you had any of those guys in any order, I wouldn't disagree. With yeah, all gu- all guys that I have that you just listed all right outside the top twenty. Those guards, at least. Um, I'll throw in a couple honorable mentions here. Mm-hmm. Ryan Kalkbrenner, I think, will make many people's top tens. He didn't make mine, not because I don't think he's extremely good, because he is, but like. This is players. There's a lot of really good players, and I for, unfortunately think there's tw- he's having 13. I think there's 12 players better than him. Um, 
I'll, I'll, throw, I'll mention Darius Nagy again just because yeah, he he's seems awesome. to get no love because he plays at Liberty, but he's probably the best sco- pure scorer in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, his efficiency numbers aren't great. But, for all you mid-major I mean, fans out there, he's a much better yeah, scorer I mean, than you, Max like, Aismas. Like you, people know who he is yeah. Like if you follow college basketball, but yeah, he's a, he's a name to watch out for. Mm-hmm. We were pretty disappointed last year when Liberty didn't win the A-Sun. Yeah. Come um, on, Drake. Another name. Oh, Chris Murray, I think, is going to have a phenomenal year okay. in Iowa. Here's my thing with Chris Murray. Mm-hmm. I have a thing with Chris Murray. That sounds weird, but I have a thing with Chris Murray. Okay. I, oh my God, I don't want to be like a, I, I'm not trying to come off as a, a Iowa hater. I'm not trying to come off as a bias. But I, I, I think there's a handful of people, I'm not saying you, I think there's a handful of people who are expecting Chris Murray to be Keegan Murray, and he's just not. I don't think he's going to be Keegan Murray. Well, I, I don't think he's going to be Keegan Murray. That's why I have him at 21 I know. and not, not four. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was the best player in the Big Ten Well, last I thought year, he was he so. one, to be honest. But I think a lot of people are expecting him to be Big Ten player of the cal- like Big Ten player of the year caliber, a top five player of the Big Ten. He's going to take that Keegan Murray jump. He'll be and my not, first team. And I'm not saying he's going to disappoint, but... I also just think we can't hold him to those high of expectations because I I don't think he's gonna be as good as Keegan and I don't think it's gonna be close. Yeah, I, um, I think that's really all I wanted. Oh, uh, I'll throw in one more, and he's not like he's got the thirty-two for me. He's not like close to the top ten, but Matt Bradley I think is a really good player that should be recognized as such. Mm-hmm. Like he was quite literally the only player that could score for <laughs> San Diego State last year, and I think he's going to have a lot more help this year, and it's going to lead to maybe not his numbers going up, but definitely his efficiency going up. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's yeah. begin with our top ten. I will go first. My number ten player is a player that, David, you mentioned in your audible mentioned, and that's Keontae George. The Baylor guard had a terrific summer. Uh, Baylor competed not at full strength, but competed in a sort of like USA. Like they represented the USA in a challenge overseas. Keontae George is a guy that, in my opinion, when you when you watch him, the first thing you think of is this kid does not play like a freshman. He is always under control. He can score in many different ways, and he's a very good handler of the ball despite being listed as a shooting guard. Whether he is able to get those ball handling opportunities at Baylor is remains to be seen, but... I just wanted to let you guys know that he can do that if they need him to. LJ Cryer's obviously going to be back. And then, of course, they have Flagler as well. But who knows? I trust Scott Drew to get him in the best role. That, uh, All right, fine. Let me convince me. I'll pick him for a Big Twelve Player of the Year. Oh my God, no, I'm kidding. I don't know if he's. He's probably not my pick. No, he's not my pick either. But just because there's so many good players around him, same goes for like Tyrese Hunter. It, it's hard to pick freshman one Player of the Year in conferences. They they got to really pop for me, or the conference just has to be really bad. So I love Keontae George. I actually have him where you had my number ten, thirteen. That's Ryan Kalkbrenner. Okay. Rating, Ryan Kalkbrenner, rating defensive player of the year in the Big East. Ryan Kalkbrenner is in a weird spot because he's not better than the top four, which I think we have the same top four. The top four is all, like, post players. Post players. And he's not there, but he's still extremely good. He's (laughs) in that, like, tier two level of bigs with with my number nine player who we'll get to, and then a handful of other bigs, like maybe like a Trace Jackson Davis you'd put in there. Um Kyle Filipowski's technically a big, isn't he? Yeah, he'll he'll play on the perimeter, though. But, yeah, he can... can He's weird. He's not a true big of like how you would think of like Paul sure. Brenner and like some of these other guys. But sure, he, he is six eleven in in that regard. 
So that's my thing is like, Cockburner is going to dominate the Big East in the paint. I don't think that's up for debate. I just want to see him average a lot of points per game. I, I'm not saying that he needs to average 20, 30, but I want to see him dominate down low in, in, in a way that is special. We, we, we talk, I think he's going to. We talk about all these like freshmen that are going to take huge leaps for, for Creighton this year. You mm-hmm. mentioned Kaluma. You mentioned Alexander Nemhard, And then, yeah. of course, Baylor Shireman, the transfer. They go to state. They're still going to run offense through Kalkbrenner. Yeah. I, he's, he is their best player. And he might have not, not have been their best player offensively last year, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be at least their most efficient player offensively this year. Yeah. I love Kalkbrenner. Um that's why he's at my number ten. He's in my top ten, Ryan Colbert. Yeah, and anyway, I mean, he meant. I mentioned his D- DPPR. He mm-hmm. like you watch his tape. Like teams will not go into the lane when he's standing in yeah, there. Yeah, he could. He, he, could, he could win defensive player of the year. He, he, he scares people. And mm-hmm. you know, this was the first year that a, a guard, I believe, or last year, or this was the first year a big won defensive player of the year, um, the national award for in college basketball, which should never be the case. Like, yeah. Guard, guard should n- almost never win the the award, just because like, like it's so much easier to score score inside than making an outside shot. And what one would say, like, like centers are and rim protectors are just infinitely more important defensively. Than, I completely agree. Uh, so, all right, let's go to my number nine player. Davion Mitchell. That is another center and another freshman. I should add, that is Derek Lively, who is mm-hmm. the center um, for Duke this year. Start of camp, he didn't look fantastic. Actually, on their scrimmages, Ryan Young looked like the better player. But Lively has ridiculous athleticism, insane bounce, and he will block just as many shots this year as Mark Mitchell did. Or not Mark Mitchell, Mark <laughs> Williams did last year. Yeah, I think, you know, people... I've heard like people didn't love his like body language and whatnot, but... It, I can almost promise that that won't be a huge issue. No. But, uh, yeah, I don't think, like, he's going to score a ton. I don't think he's going to be the offensive threat that a number one player in the country typically receives. Mm-hmm. But I think this guy is going to be a crucial piece and one of the best room protectors in college basketball. As Michael Jordan once said, the ceiling is the roof. And I think that uh, Derek Lively, the ceiling is the roof mm-hmm. for him. But like, genuinely, he could—he jumps out of the gym. Yeah. He's an athletic freak. He—he he could dominate the ACC in more ways than one. And, and I think he—I think he will. That's why I have him at eight. I mean, I have him at eight. Dude. Yeah, I mean, people like you think of draft prospects in this class, and like people are going to list Victor and Scoot, and then like for some reason, like—and I get it because they're better scorers. But people mm-hmm. will list like other some other freshmen ahead of him, but. Lively will be a, a top ten pick. I'm I'm yeah. pretty confident. About so Derek that. Lively, number one player in the country, recruiting wise. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I don't. If you unless you I, choose, I, I don't personally have him as the number one player in the country. Yeah, but, neither do I. But I mean, for, for the longest time, he was the number one player in the so country. The number one player in the country for you know, according to many people and websites, um, for people ranking their list. If you don't have the number one player in the country in your top ten, then why are you making a top ten? They're the number one player in the country for a reason. It's a young person sport college basketball. And, yeah, you can have your top four be, be big returners like juniors and seniors like we have, but throw in Lively, throw in those top freshmen because freshmen exist in the sport. Yeah, he's the number one in the composite still. Uh, he's not the number one on 247. That's another guy that I'll mention yep, very we shortly. Will. We, we will. But, like, the thing is, like, even more than what you just said, I hate the people 
who refused to rank freshman high. Yeah. Because, like, like either, like, you're first of all, you're just wrong. Like, there are yeah. always freshmen every single year that are top ten players in this sport. Mm-hmm. And, like... It ha- like no matter how good or the bad the example was clear last year with, with two key ones. Yeah, and no matter how good or bad the class is, there will always be players in the in this sport that are top top ten that are freshmen. And like second of all, like maybe you don't like this freshman class, but like like it's, it says a lot about your like how like poor you are at scouting that yeah. like you won't refuse to rank freshmen against. And like, it's like here's people are like, well, you know, I, I haven't a freshman, so I'm at like thirty one. Like mm-hmm. if you play live with that, I'm like. Why is Lively below like a? Why is he below Chris Murray? Like why is he below, um, like a like a someone else? You know, probably just an average like Nigel Pack. I mean, that's kind of a weird example. We haven't mentioned him though. <laughs> Isaiah Wong, if you want to put him there, and like okay, if you're gonna put those guys like ahead of him, then just might as well just don't rank freshmen in the first place. Just say no freshmen included. I'm only doing players I've seen before. Then that's fine. But like these these players who you've seen before, like they have flaws too. Yeah, like they're not perfect players. Like sorry, like just looking up and down my list, like. Matthew Meyer is not better than Derek Lively. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. That's a great example. That's a great example. I, I, like, and I have Meyer at 25. I think he's a terrific player. Zach E. Day is not better <laughs> than, than Derek Day. Lively. That's a whole other story. Yeah. All right, you had him low, and I loved him. Yeah, you're number nine. Uh, my number nine is a different big, because I have Lively at eight. So my number nine is Adama Sonogo. Okay. Another guy I him have. And I, I have him and Culpin are, are so. interchangeable. Those two are interchangeable, in my opinion. Be, not just because they're both bigs in the Big East, but... Adama Sonogo kind of burst onto the scene last year. I don't think he got any national recognitions before last year. Yeah, the potential was there with him, but he kind of... And now he became a star, and I think you have to put him in your top ten just of how just freaking beast that guy is. I mean, seriously. Like, he does have flaws like every other player does, but, I mean, he's like... like, He's the closest thing we have this year in in the sport to Kofi. Yeah. Like, like, and... Honestly, he m- probably is a better defender as well. I don't think he's probably. I think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Big East Player of the Year could be him or, or Drew Timmy. So, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, no, no. I actually was going to make a joke on that. Not about yeah. Gonzaga being the Big East, but I was going to say it's, it's a really fun big, uh, preseason Big East Player of the Year race between Sonogo and Kalkbrenner. Just for, yeah, it is. Just for Cam Whitmore, Whitmore to win it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, that's nice. No, but it's like... Um, Kalkbrenner and, and Sonogo are like uh, Sosa and Judge, uh, Sosa and Judge, Sosa and McGuire, home run race. You know, who wins the East Player of the Year? Yeah. So, um, all right. So you are, you mentioned Lively. At lively eight. eight. Okay. So we'll go to my number eight, and that's Azulis Tubelis from okay. Arizona. So okay. Azulis, those of you that don't, don't know, like he was not Arizona's best player last year. That was Ben Matherin. Yep. That was top Ted pick, Ben Matherin. Yeah, but Tubelis averaged fourteen a game last year. Six rebounds, shot 54% from the field. Like, this guy's a pretty effective player. And I think getting even more touches this year offensively is going to significantly improve his overall numbers. I I think this is a guy that, like, we mentioned always the freshman to sophomore jump is the biggest one for this guy. I think it's going to be sophomore to junior. Yeah. First of all, his minutes went down last year. Somehow. 26 to 24. And I think with a. Much like uh, not as deep front court this year for Arizona. I think he's going to have yeah. to play a lot more, and I think that means his numbers probably go from thir- fourteen points a game to maybe eighteen or nineteen points. Yeah, a I game. think so too. I think twenty's in a Like, like I will mention, like his scoring went up last year despite playing less. L- despite playing less, Tommy and Lloyd. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 Lloyd is a better coach than Sean Miller. Yeah. Like that, that should be a secret to nobody. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think this guy's rebounding goes up. I think his scoring goes up. I don't think he is um, a terrific defender. I think he's solid. Uh, he got pushed around a lot in that Houston game. But nonetheless, I think very, very good player. Houston does that to people. So yeah, I mean, so Azulas Tupalos is not the first guy to get bullied by Houston. I have Tupalos a little higher actually, um, but I I love Tupalos because I mean he's got that he's got the NBA body. I mean, mm-hmm. He's long, lengthy. Yeah, dude can shoot. Does have very good measurables. Dude is can move. He'd run up on the court, transition, pass the yeah, ball. Yeah, he's very good in transition and. I just love, 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 love his mindset when he brings to the game because he doesn't come out here. He's not playing like a. Probably like a he's, he's a very smart player. Very, very smart very player. High basketball IQ. Very high basketball IQ. Very calm player a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, he's someone who. I mean, efficiency is the key word with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he just he reminds me of someone who's who's going to be a very successful NBA player someday. And Tobias is going to be a very successful Pac-12 player. Could win Pac-12 player of the year. I mean, he really could. A lot of these guys are mentioning these could be conference player of the year candidates. And is it crazy? Is this a casual thing to say? Um, one 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 thing or one man I should say that could stop him, Kriza. Gonna take way too many bad shots and get two bells out yeah, of the way. Yeah, Kriza, I love Kriza, but he has some games. that's just like, what the heck is he doing? No, I'm man? kidding. I was, I was joking about that. But seriously, but, like, but, but the, the point still stands. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they're gonna again, again another guy. They're gonna play through him. Yep. The Arizona's talented group once again, not as good as they were last year. No, but I mean, you lose a top ten pick, you lose Dylan Terry, Coloco. Yeah, you know. they're, I mean, they're, they're still a good group, and two bells is gonna be the forefront offensively. Of that. Mm-hmm. So I actually, a, I actually had him higher, but okay, had him at six. Seven. My number seven. I believe you have this guy at seven, too. Maybe you have him at six. Arkansas. Nick Smith. Nick Smith. Okay. Where do you have Nick Smith? I have him at six. Oh. One spot above you. Someone at seven we don't my, even know about. My number one freshman in the class. Yes, mine as well. Nick Smith. I have... I Look, I was super excited to watch Powell last year. For personal reasons, I was not excited to watch Chet last year. But I am very excited to watch Nick Smith. Maybe the most excited I've ever like been to watch a freshman play college basketball next to Zion Williamson. Not saying he's as good as Zion or the prospect of Zion, but he is a freaking animal. Mm-hmm. He's so good. I've never been more confident in a player just succeeding on day one with, with Arkansas than I am with Nick Smith. Yeah. I like and he's in a score. I, I think he so just, he, much he fits the way they play basketball so yeah. well. And like listen, like he's the number three player on the composite rankings, the number one player on two forty seven. Shock them all, two four seven's right. But like he's a six four combo guard that weighs one eighty five, and he is one of the smoothest scorers I've ever seen. He yep. like three level scorer is this guy's DNA, and like he's going to just consistently beat more experienced players off the dribble. He's consistently yep. find ways to to score against good defenders. I, like this, this guy's just a very 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 good ad for for Arkansas, and he like. Arkansas's got a lot of talent. No doubt in my mind, mm-hmm. he's their best player next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No no doubt in my mind. Like, the, this guy will... I don't know when Arkansas plays their first big game, but whenever it is, this guy will pop. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that I, I got nothing else to say other than I agree. This guy's awesome. I am, like I said, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm so excited to watch him play. Yeah. He's just going to... My, my dad actually was the one who told me I needed to like to watch him. He saw him play going into a senior year over the summer, 
and he loved him. So, uh, Dariq Whitehead is my number seven player. Oh, I, yeah, you're right. I know, I know you mentioned the injury, but the, the guy might be the best overall scorer in the class. He will be Duke's best offensive player. I have no doubt about that. I like, he's. He can play multiple like multiple guard spots, multiple wing spots. He's also six six, so like very yeah. good, very good measurables for for a wing. And like, I mean, like just every time this guy played on national TV last year, like people came away super impressed. Like he was Mount Verde's best best player, like no doubt about it. And like he's going to be just so good for Duke. I hope he comes comes back like fu- fully healthy. Like don't don't yeah. don't rush him. Like he, he's. Yeah. He he's going to average probably close to twenty a game for for Duke. Yeah, no, without, without a doubt, dude. And and this team that he, he's joining is just filled with freshmen, mm-hmm. and he's going to find a way to separate himself. I mean, if he gets yeah. a chance, he's going to find a way. He's going to be is he yes or no? He'll be the team's leading scorer. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that's all you got right there. I mean, he, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think Filipowski will probably be second in in scoring, um, and then Roach, Lively, kind of three and four. Mark Mitchell, unfortunately, needs to be played. Yeah, I mean, Mitchell's going to come off the bench. I love Mark Mitchell. He's a very good player, but he's going to come off the bench. Should have came to Missouri, Mark Mitchell, and maybe started day one. In our break? Yeah. Yeah. We have the same top five, I'm assuming. We do. Different order, actually. Okay. Different order. Okay, I can live with that. Um, this is Marathon March. Come back, finish the top five, go over some eight people because it just came out. I got a big news, John. Okay. Iowa didn't receive a vote. Yeah, I bet they'll be receiving votes after this week. Minnesota did receive votes. Good, good. <laughs> good, good. This is Marathon March. We'll be back in a bit. Everyone has their favorite bench player. Well, yours can be too. Starting Left Bench is a sports variety talk show with your two new favorite bench warmers. Join Justin Bear and Peyton Heverman as they discuss almost anything and everything in the sports world and some things outside of it. Join us on the bench Mondays at 3 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM to hear some goofiness and talk that you would hear from your favorite bench warmers. Starting Left Bench for those not good enough to go pro. We're excited for you to join us on the bench and we'll see you there. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Culture. KCOU. Society. KCOU. You. Me. Togetherness. Equality. Eternity. KCOU. Deep Space, Travel and Leisure, KCOU, Magazine Subscription, ends eventually, just as all of us do. 98.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. 
cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau, and you listen Columbia KCOU 88.1 FM. Hopefully you have a groovy time. Welcome back to Marathon to Welcome March. Welcome back! Episode 3 of... Shout out that guy. The case. <laughs> it's time to be real, John. It is time to be real. I don't have be real. I'm very anti-be real. Going through my be real, I'm just going to shout out a bunch of people. Carly O'Mara, John Karish. Early shout outs this week. Sophie Seligman, Wendell Shepard Jr., Wyatt Nunn, King Bus 5, <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's Fabio? <laughs> AP poll came out, John. We're not going to college basketball. I mean, college football, though. You want something else that came out that I do want to go over, like, quickly? What? Um, bracketology, oh, if you want to touch it. Bracketology. Do you want to do that quick? Yeah, I'll pull it up. I have it pulled up as well. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things wrong with it, but there's it's a it's Hey, the Joe Lenardi is never wrong. Okay, fine. He's wrong sometimes. He's better than that fraud, Jerry Palm. Oh, my God. That guy, dude. I went, like, two months without hearing that guy's voice. First team out, out Seton Hall, last team in Stanford. Interesting. All right, let's Stanford. Let's take what? A, let's take a peek. One seeds. First Gonzaga. Of, first of all, what is a uh, what is a college basketball preseason without St. John's being projected as one of the last four in? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bro, how did Providence go down to first four out? Ah, oh, for, for, for first thing I look at, Miami USC playing again in the first round. <laughs> Dude, Missouri, next four out though. Hello. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, they should be. Indiana's a three seed. Yeah, I mean that's what? gonna be wrong. Like Indiana's gonna be a probably eight nine seed again. I'm. What in the world? People are too high on them. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just looking through this. Like, this is laugh. St. Louis is an eight. Oh, I'm about to faint, John. Why well, I make a ten? He's probably got that right. I mean, Duke at three. Weird thoughts. Duke at a three seed. I mean. It's probably about right. Like they could, could go to three with Oregon. I, I, I have them higher, but like oh, with St. John's as their eleven seed, they could start very poorly. San Diego State is a five seed. I I like. I didn't think they'd get that much respect, but I mean, well, yeah, with Houston's all, a one. America wins. Yeah, Houston is a one. That that that's good. Um, let's see. Let's see what else we we dislike in here. Hmm. I mean, all these I'm like, I expect I, I'm just going to point this out because I know you mentioned Indiana as a three seed. They would absolutely lose to Iona in the oh, first yeah. round. <laughs> Rick Pitino. Oh, my God. I like Mike Woodson, but not that much. Auburn's a four. Tennessee is a two. That's interesting. Where's Iowa? Where are those frauds let's, from uh, Iowa City? Let's see. Let's see. A ten? What else do we like here? Good. Eh, Michigan is seven's low. Florida to ten is also low. 
I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that machine Florida feeding. Ten. I've Sam Feederman punched a hole in his computer just yeah, now. Is is crying. Oh, Arkansas gets Colgate for the second time in three years. <laughs> Colgate, what a dynasty! What what else? Dude, Nelly's gone. I'm sad. Creighton gets Creighton UC Santa Barbara again. Dude, why is Lenardi just like copying? Dude, you can't you can't tell me that Providence deserves first four out versus dude, Stanford. Dude, why is Joe Lenardi just copying the 2021 bracket? Kind of is. Dude, the first round he's got like three of the same matchups. Yeah, this this is kind of funny. I, this is. It's too soon to look at this. I just don't know why he has Providence. That bugs me. Providence is a first four out. <laughs> we're setting They're up clearly for clearly better than Stanford. We're setting up for a TCU Arizona second round matchup again. Oh my god! <laughs> How is that even possible? Where TCU's like, a four or five? Yeah. Neither of those teams will be a four or a five. Eh, I could see it, but like, eh, like Florida State in the first four out is just disgraceful. Like, they're so good. Are they? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's let's go to the top Back five. Back to business. Do you have Marcus Sasser at five? I have name? Marcus Sasser number five. All right, let's talk about Marcus Sasser first. Marcus Sasser, will he uh, will he wow you with 30, 40 point games? Probably not. Occasionally, occasionally. But Houston doesn't play like that. He, he is eighteen a game last year until he got hurt. Yeah, the, he is maybe not maybe. He's the most underrated player in the country. Yeah. I think so. People, the casuals, you could say, John. We got to make some merch that have the casuals on a shirt because we say those all the time. It's like reference them all the time. Casuals will have R.J. Davis above Marcus Sasser. And to that I say, are you dumb? Marcus Sasser, I think, is the best guard in the country, and I, and I really don't think it's particularly close. I really don't. This, this Houston team doesn't just have it. Like, they're not just a good team. They have good players, too. Like, Marcus Sasser, like the I guess the yeah, one, the one they're reason, not just a system. Like the one reason he's not higher, I guess, is because like he might be the biggest beneficiary of offensive rebounds in the entire country. Yeah. Like the amount of times that Houston just gets an offensive rebound, just kicks it out to him for a wide open three. Well, he's gonna make that shot, but and he, he does. He also he gets he gets the shots off very quickly. He's a very good release, mm-hmm. and he's like he's just an efficient shooter too. For he shot forty three percent from three last year. He shot. The same percentage from three that he did from the field. Mm-hmm. I I love him. I, I really, I really I, love him. I don't know what that says about his two point field goal making, but it says a lot about his three point field goal. He's not, is he not the best guard in the country? I think he is. Yeah, and the best defensively, best guard in the country. I think he's up there. Next to. Uh, by, by the way, the line I told you I was going to tweet before before the like during break has eight likes already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about yeah. the AP poll. Oh yeah, that's funny. I don't know, man. I just. I just, I just, I love him, and I love, I love everything about Houston, uh, and I cannot wait for, I cannot wait for him to show everything. He's going to win American Player of the Year. He has a chance to win Player of the Year. He can win like a Jalen Brunson type award. Remember Jalen Brunson won that for Villanova. Mm-hmm. Marcus Sasser can win that exact same award. Yeah, award. different play styles, but I know different play styles, but like guard on the best yeah. team who doesn't get enough love. Who's going to be a second round pick? Right. Marcus Sasser. Your number four player is Oscar Sheboy. Really? Mm-hmm. Explain yourself. So. Projections. I projections right. Project the number one player of the country. Now my number one player to win player of the year, and we know who that is. Oscar Sheway just came off an amazing year. Don't get me wrong; he got an amazing year. Yeah. I not only think that the number one player in the country can improve, and the number two player can improve. My number one, number two, I think they can both improve and get better. I think they both will improve and get better. 
and my number three player, I just think he's better than Oscar Sheebway. I just think he's a better player than Oscar. Okay. Despite the fact that Oscar Sheebway won Player of the Year, does Oscar Sheebway improve? What is what is he going to improve on, John? I honestly want to know. I mean, is he going to be is he going is he to get an outside shot? I don't see it happening. I, I do think that the uh, the no. I do think that one of these guys that I, at least one of these guys that I have in my top four will improve. But two of these will. Um, will. I think I think more likely more likely two of them will t- will take yeah. leaps. And honestly, like, you know what, like. That one of them is not is not Shibway. Like, yeah. that, that's, I guess that's fair. We, we know what Shibway's going to do. He's going to rebound the absolute crap out of the ball. He's going to be a menace in the post on both sides. And, and like, that's the, it. Like, the thing is, like, the, like, he was really dominant this year. Mm-hmm. Like, extremely dominant. But, like, people aren't going to vote for, like, be a beast rebounder back to back years in a row. Like, he will not win player of the year. Like, I, I don't think he will either. And, and by the end of the year, honestly, if you gave me him versus the yeah. field for SEC Player of the Year, I'd probably take the field. the 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 player I can think of that won, or at least was close to winning Player of the Year in co- college basketball, came back was, was Luca Garza in yeah. the most recent memory. He shouldn't have won Player of the Year no, in, in the Big Ten. That should have gone to Iowa State. It should have, but it, it went to, to Garza. And so, like I, I, again, like but I, also. If you gave me Garza is a better offensive player than Oscar Hebway is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. He didn't do as much def- like he wasn't great defensively, <laughs> but I mean, but like if you look at if you look down up and down the SEC, see like just players like Dick Smith's there. Man, he's, him. I can already hear the Kentucky fans yelling at me right now. Zakai Ziegler that is there. Like he is by no means a lock to no, win. No, and not any. Not any Honestly, like I mentioned, Zakai Ziegler, like Josiah Jordan James, like yep. probably Tennessee's best player next year. Yep. Like, I mean, Kentucky has, Kentucky also just has a lot of guys. Lot, they have a lot of guys. We're going to start, Jacob Toppin's going to take a huge leap this yeah, year. Yeah, he know? is. Sevier Wheeler's still there, mm-hmm. you know? He's going to be really good for that Sevier team, Wheeler's too. Wheeler's a good player, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I also, like. I don't want to, like, diss Shibway, because, like, he was the best player in college basketball. Man. He was. A pretty significant margin last year. But uh, He was the best player in college basketball. I don't think it was by a pretty significant margin. Yeah, this isn't a dish, diss on Shibway. I just, I really think, okay, I think. My number three, I think my number three is better than him, and I think one and two are going to be be better. And they're, they're, right now, they're right there. And those overall players, they have better years. Okay, here's what we're going to do now. We're going to skip my number four because okay. because Shibuya is my number one player. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Um, but I also don't necessarily think that like the best player in college basketball always wins the award. Like, sure, but I I'm, think, ba- I'm basically somebody kind of projecting. I actually think that rarely happens. But um, if we were doing it right now. I'd probably have my number three and my number one. Okay. But, so who, but. So who's your number three? As much as it pains me to say it, I think Drew Timmy is three. Yeah, I have him at three as well. So Drew Timmy might be the best offensive big in the country next to my number one, but he is so good down low. Anywhere, anywhere inside, he is. I mean, if, it's a guaranteed bucket. If he gets the ball on, on a, a pin down seal, like. It's over. It's like, over. It's he's going to score. It's two points. He's going to score. And I, and I, I think Timmy's better than Sheba at that. I think Timmy is actually kind of an underrated defender. I don't think people pe- people just loved watching Chet last year to protect mm-hmm. the rim. Timmy's going to do that too. And he's going to have to this year because Gonzaga's inside isn't as strong. Yeah, I mean they brought Nefton Reed, but you know, yeah. like not Chet. And I, I, I think people's critique of Timmy is like any like obviously Gonzaga doesn't face much adversity, but like when it does, it seems like Timmy starts to like mm-hmm. play worse. Like, and like obviously he's gonna have better games. He's gonna have worse games. That's how sports work. But like, I, 
I think there's only one time in, this, in the last two years where I can really remember, like, Gonzaga faced like, a ton of adversity and drew Timmy rising to the occasion. That was because Penny Hardaway had absolutely no idea how to yeah. stop him. Yeah, no clue. <laughs> no um, idea. Timmy is going to average more than 20 points a game this year. I think he's going to develop a bit more of a jumper. I'm not saying it's a, a three-point shot. I'm not expecting him to do that. But I'm expecting him to develop you know, more of a jumper so he can beat teams in more ways. And I think he's going to absolutely dominate the West Coast Conference. I think he's going to score almost 20 points a game every single game. Mm-hmm. And unless he gets pulled out at halftime because they're just going to be dog on legitimately everybody. Yeah. He's, w, he's West Coast Conference player of the year. He's number three. Him and Sheway, if you want to argue they're interchangeable, that's fine. I put him at three a little over Sheway. All right, number two. I think you and I have the same player here. I have Armando Bacot. I do too. So, Armando Bacot. One, <coughs> ACC player that should have been ACC player of the year. Probably. And debatably, him or, or Paulo, yeah. definitely not Alonis yeah. Williams. And debatably, the best player in the tournament last year. Yeah, I think you could argue that. Yeah, and I think I'd probably um, go a, a Baji, but I'd go Baji, but it's close, mm-hmm. right there, right there. Baycott or Baycott, <laughs> Baycott close. I think Baycott again is going to improve his game. I think he's going to average more points. Probably the same amount of rebounds. I mean, yeah. And he's already great defensively. He is great defensively. He's, he's, a, he's a pretty complete player. Complete player. He now has a system around him as well. Same guys. And, yeah, sure, Love and Davis are going to shoot them out of game sometimes. You can make that you know statement. More Love than Davis. But Armando Bacot's going to win them games by yeah. himself. Well, what, we ha- like, what we have to face with that Armando Baycott, it's not necessarily his fault, but, like, there are some games where he just, like, won't get the ball as much as he should. Yeah. Because, like, that's not how UNC plays basketball. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're not just evaluating here based on talent. We're also evaluating based on potentially opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I will, will say there will be multiple games, if not, like, a, a plethora of games, where Armando Bacot is taking the third most shots for UNC. Mm-hmm. And that ne- not necessarily should be the case. Yeah, but no, it should That's just how UNC plays. Yeah. And, their, their style works. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their style is a really good good style, especially when you have a guy like Brady Manick that can space the floor yep, f- it works. for you in the, on those ball screens. But, like, I mean, you you have two guards who are just, like, very like, effortlessly getting, the, getting in the lane. Like, you, yeah. you're not going to just post up Baycott and go to him every time. And the thing is, as well, I think that what, what might help him out, he had a lot of pressure as the only post player in UNC had last year, mm-hmm. especially after Garcia left. I mean, and Garcia even then played the perimeter a little more. But Pete Nance, kind of kind of play everywhere. Yeah. Big he'll, guy. He'll, he'll post up. He'll shoot threes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll I mean, play a little more down low and take some of that pressure off Baycott. And mm-hmm. I really don't know many SACC teams that are going to have answers for Orlando Baycott this year. There weren't many last year. I think there's even less this year. And I'm, I'm, I think he's going to win ACC Player of the Year. Yeah. I think that's not a lock, but obviously nothing is a lock in the sport. But most confident I am for picking players to win their conference – Award Drew Timmy's one. I, <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a really weird pick for ACC Player of the Year, and it's mostly like this player's very good. He's an NBA prospect, and you, you're probably not thinking of the top. Isaac of your head. Trout, huh? No, but okay. like it's mostly because like UNC and Duke just have so many options mm-hmm. th- that like I don't want to pick either of those because like it's almost like an Alondis Williams situation, except this guy I think will have a better year than Alondis Williams. Kihei Clark. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Kihei Clark in his eighth year. Eighth year is going to magically score 24 a game and lead the country in scoring. 
Key A. Clark is becoming the new Darius McGee. He, yeah. just, he decided that this offseason. Key A. Clark. <laughs> if Key A. Clark came into Tony Bennett's office one day or just came into practice one day and was like, you know, Tony, I think I'm going to become like a really high-volume scorer this year. Yeah. Tony would, would kick him off the team. <laughs> no, no discussion. Key A. Clark is a poor man's tail on <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> That's so mean, but I don't care. Number one, John. Dude, I'm ratioing the heck out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. All right. That's actually too funny. No, number one, go ahead. Because this is this is my pick for player of the so year. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. He's your player of the year pick. He's my player of the year pick. Why don't I have him at one? Not no, I'm not asking that. I'm like, people are gonna call me biased because I have him at one. He's 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 just so, so good. And I'm I think this is gonna be one of the best years we've seen from college basketball player of all time. And 18, that's, 18, Hunter Dickinson. Nineteen points a game, nine rebounds a game. He's gonna shoot more. He's gonna make more threes. Fifty six percent from the field, thirty three percent from three, eighty percent from the line, mm-hmm. and his shooting will get better. Year one it was Oh, this guy's like a really good post player for a freshman. He's a great shot blocker. Year two, he's like, this guy can shoot. This guy can wet threes. Unbelievable. And Dude, how he, he how he did that was un unreal. And the thing is, right, he can shoot to go outside, take a spot up three, nail it, or he can go inside and absolutely dominate you. Because he's he is one of the best Dude, players if, if, down low. Maybe get, maybe the best player. If he gets o- if he gets over his right shoulder, yeah. like you cannot guard him. You can't like, guard him. And like First of all, he's an unbelievable shot blocker as well. Like he's a, oh my very, God, he's a yeah. very good rim protector. And I, I will mention this: like we talk about the three the three point shooting, right? And like how how like how much we think it's going to improve this year, even from last year. Let's let's put this into context for a little bit. He shot four threes his freshman year. Four. Mm-hmm. He shot sixty four last year and shot at thirty three percent. He went from not even being able to attempt a three mm-hmm. because. He wa- because like he wasn't good enough in one season to shooting sixty four and shooting at a good clip. Yeah, he could, he could consistently dude, shoot um, more this year. Imagine if he go- like imagine if he goes up another like four or five percent and yeah. he's shooting at 38 percent now. Yeah, like he won't be guardable. He will not. How, be how are you? How what player in the country is going to be able to go and guard a seven one thirty eight percent three point shooter and also a player in the post that? Won't miss a shot go- going over his right shoulder. Yeah. Can you imagine? And you know what's crazy? I think he's gonna. I think he can get better. I think he can get better. What's we can go out next season and see Hunter Dickinson learn how to put it on the floor and drive. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then he's the greatest player to ever play the game of college and, basketball. And, for, <laughs> and forget, forget going on the floor and driving. Like, dude, this guy averages 19 points a game using one hand. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. he does not use his right yeah. hand on the basketball no. court. And, like. And like, do Michigan staff like they they develop? Yeah. So like, d- d- I'm excited. This, this guy, this guy, this might be an all time season in college I'm, basketball. I'm, you I'm, might, people, you might be right. You can, might be right. I don't know the last like insane clear like player of the year. Like Gar's obviously averaged a lot, but he wasn't like dominant. He just got the ball a lot, took a lot of shots. Sheway mm-hmm. was great last year, but he wasn't like dominant. This guy is gonna be insane. He's gonna average over 20. He's gonna just dominate the paint in the Big Ten. Like. Like, dude, the Big Ten, they lost Kofi Coburn. They lost Travion Williams. They got worse. and They lost E.J. Liddell. The paint, the paint, you know who stayed? Hunter Dickinson stayed. Mm-hmm. Like, Trace Jackson Davis stayed too, but he's going to dominate every team in the Big dude, Ten. Dude, the, the one guy it's that— Like, you, dude, he's, dude. Looking, he's looking across, looking at Wisconsin and seeing Stephen Crowell and 
Look at his chops. The one guy that gave sorry, Bucky. The one guy that gave Michigan that gave Hunter Dickinson problems in the Big Ten was Kofi. Yeah, and he's gone. Kofi's gone. Kofi's gone. And like as good as I think Dane Danger can be, like I love Dane Danger. Dude, Dane Danger hasn't played Dane a player Danger. like Dane Danger hasn't played a player like Dickinson. No, not in a long time, dude. He played a Ben Carlson. Ben Carlson. Like, did pretty well against him in yeah. high school. Dude, and he hasn't played since then. This is going to be, like, in, like this could be an all-time season. Saying, like, uh, offensively and, like, not to mention, like, his defense is, is great. It's, it's very great. good. It's and, very yeah, good. the only thing that's stopping him is, is foul trouble. But he doesn't foul that much. No. I mean, he really dude, doesn't. Dude, he, I actually just looked at this because I had his stat sheet pulled up. He's at, he averaged 2.7 fouls a game last year. That's nuts. That's crazy. Like, he very fundamentally sound when on defense when it comes to just, like, Keeping your arms up because he's like he's long. Like he yeah. like he, he can block shots, but just going like this. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. We did our top ten. We twelve minutes left. We have uh, yeah, twelve ish between twelve ish. Ten ish minutes. Seven minutes. Ten. What do we want to talk about? Let's talk about anything. A P poll. A P poll. Okay. Um. As, I, as, as I continue to ratio this guy. <laughs> um. Oregon still receiving a lot of votes. They dropped 13 spots. Fair or not fair? I'm looking at rapid fire you questions right now. Oregon drops 13 spots. Still receives 120. I know. Yeah. They're one from 13 to 26. Okay. Uh, is that fair? I have them at 22. I still like the. I still like the talent they have. I still like their their roster. They're very high on the college team talent rankings. But like again, like. They were embarrassed by a team that. Did you see Kirby Smart's press conference after that? Yeah. We said he's like, we just have much better players than them, and Dan knows it, but I'll never say it. Like, yeah, I mean, Dan does know it. Like, yeah. Everyone with like two like the fully functioning brain knows it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oregon is. I think st- they're still going to end up winning probably eight nine games in the Pac-12, and should be one of the best teams mm-hmm. in that conference. And Bo Nix will not play that bad in no. Pac-12 play. But like, they were embarrassed, and like that's hard to get over. Yeah, moving on. Uh, one, two, three goes Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Michigan. Are they on? No, let's go one, two, three. Those three teams, okay. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Are they on a different planet than everyone else? That's I wouldn't say different planet, but because uh, there are some teams that I think potential to get to that planet. But at the moment, yes, those are the three clear best teams in college football. And mm-hmm. people will hate on Ohio State because they love to hate on Ohio State, and I hate Ohio State maybe more than any team in the country. But like, if you like. Their defense has completely changed. Like even even if the scheme is the scheming isn't totally up to par or totally up to J- what Jim Knowles wants it to be, they have completely changed their identity on defense. And if you think that offense is like that's going to be the toughest game their offense plays until the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's going to be the toughest team their offense 1,000%. plays until the college football playoff. I completely they're, agree. Actually. They're going to routinely score thirty five a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida is twelve and they're being unranked. They beat Utah. Is that fair or an overreaction? I had them higher than that, actually. I had them up to nine. I don't think it's an overreaction. I think they're just, like, obviously, it's the SEC. They're going to tough schedule. But I, I think this is this is a 10-win uh, potential team. Yeah. Oklahoma State, right above them, is 11. They moved up a spot from 12, but they only won, they won 58-44 to against Central Michigan. Who's the best team in the Big 12? Best team in the Big 12, I say, will probably say, is either Oklahoma or Texas. I had Texas preseason, but I, them beating Oklahoma, and Oklahoma looked mm-hmm. great the other day. Um, I'm trying to find Oklahoma State on my chart, but their defense was just not very good. They gave up 44 points to Lou Nichols in Central Michigan. Yeah, and Lou Mick- Nichols, I don't even think, played too well. 
which is I honestly don't even know if he played. I just know he played Benzema he, last he year. So he definitely played, but I don't think he played too well. Ah, oh, here they are. Their defense was actually pr- pretty pretty good. Um, so the do I have this right? Yeah, I do. Their their offense actually is like a little lower in EPA per play than you would think. Or the, they yeah, you would think after scoring fifty eight points. So BYU hosts Baylor this weekend. Who are you on? I think BYU wins. This is a BYU has that tough those tough four games that like if we've all kind of collectively decided like they win all of them they're, they're going to the make the playoff if they win all four, mm-hmm. which they're not going to win all four, no, but no. they're going to I think they're going to win this one. And like if Baylor wins this one, like great you you you've sold me on Baylor, but you, like I don't think the road environment is going to be as tough as people think it's going to be. BYU is weird because like. They're all Mormons. They don't. They don't. They don't drink. They don't curse. Like, they're they're not like Baylor's not going to be as intimidated as like people think. I'm gonna read off. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna read it's off. Not a uh, true road environment. I'm gonna like, read off the bottom six teams in here: Oregon State, North Carolina, South Carolina, Purdue, UCLA, Arizona. Which one of these teams is most likely in the top twenty-five? Of the earliest: Oregon State, North Carolina, South Carolina. Can you repeat the last three? Purdue, UCLA, Arizona. I will say UNC. Yeah, I really like what they're doing offensively. Um, well, yeah, it's kind of hard not to. Drake May is like just as good as Sam Howell was, at least production-wise in that offense. Mm-hmm. And like, like I mean, this is a guy that like was committed to Alabama. I'm like, he he like he's talented. We know we know that. And I, I think it's it's just about UNC's like UNC's defense as, as it always is. But I think that if UNC rattles off a couple more wins, their offense of firepower could get them in to the top twenty-five. That is. I like all those. Finally, obviously, Tennessee Pitt's a big line this yeah, week. Tennessee's favored. Oh, okay. This, Tennessee's so. favored. Who you on? Uh, I think Tennessee wins the game, but I like Pitt to cover. That seven-point spread is is pretty big. And Pitt's, Pitt's defense is actually a little better last weekend than people will give it credit for. All right, David, I have some And the questions. horses say goodnight. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of that. I thought I had to say it. Every, every time, man, it gets me. Every time. All right. Let's, let me ask Quickly some here. questions for you before we get out of here. To be fair, no one, no one else is after. I just got the 215 shuttle. Shout out, Mike. Go. NC State. Has won the Tostitos. Wait, it's Boise State. My bad. Uh, my bad. <laughs> NC State. Should they be unranked? No, I don't think they should. They did not play great against East Carolina. And did you see, we're not getting into this, but did you see everything with the East Carolina kicker? No, I didn't. I mean, I saw him. Save it for postgame. Okay. There's an amazing content that you need to see. Okay. Um, So North Carolina State, they didn't play great, but East Carolina's a really good group of five team, and they're going to compete in the American. And NC State's schedule kind of lightens up after this. I don't think the ACC is very strong. I still think they win nine, ten-ish games. All right, that's fair. Um, all right, and, like, they should be ranked over like Houston. Let's see, let's let's see what I, what else I got on my my own rankings. Ah, your darling Minnesota team at eleven. Great. Uh, I have them at 11. Too yeah. high, too low, just it's too, right. It's too high for now, but by the end of the year, that's what they'll be. They'll, okay. be, they'll be around the top 10. I mean, they have a very easy non-con. They play Western Illinois. They're 37.5-point favorites against them. Mm-hmm. The next week, they play Colorado. They'll be around 20-some-point favorites against them. And then after that, you go to Michigan State, and that's your test. That's your big test. And I think Minnesota loses that game only just because we have three cupcakes to start our schedule, but then mm-hmm. going into East Lansing. But if you can grab three of Michigan State, 
Penn State, Iowa, or Wisconsin, which I think is totally in the realm of possibility, you're going to the Big Ten Championship. Right. And yeah. you'll be around 10 or 11. Uh, super simple one. Who starts for Michigan Week 3 against UConn? Well, J.J. McCarthy played in, in like the game. And was probably better. And even they're all good. I, I think it'll be probably Cade, just because... Kind of like the Emory Jones syndrome, where it's like he's he's been there for a while, and maybe JJ's better. Maybe JJ just needs the keys he, to the offense. Better. But I think they're gonna ride it with Kate a little bit. If you ask me that question, he's gonna start by week ten. I'd honestly probably go JJ McCarthy. I think JJ starts week three. Yeah, maybe. And that's, that's kind of been what I said since that announcement came out. I think I think Harbaugh just wants to like give Kate a fair shot and a, a final know, bow. You know, Kate had his fair. That's shot. just so stupid. Kate had his shot that. week one, and yeah. you know, you know what? He didn't look great. Well, they won fifty six to seven. So, yeah, fifty one to seven. I, I don't think Cade didn't play particularly well. No, he was, he was trying to f- force the ball. He, he was trying almost too hard to win the job. McCarthy just brings some of that offense that Cade can't. Um, I'm trying to think of one more for you. Oh, here's 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 my final one. Utah playoff chances done or no? No, because they're on the table. They're in. I think they've won every single game the rest of the year. I think they're in. If you have enough quality wins there. USC, which and, they'll and, be in the top ten. And one. They have to. They have to win every single game. The rest of the schedule. Okay. And I think they can get in the four seed. That, but even then, they might not. They're not sold. I like, did that math terribly. Twelve and one. <laughs> Fifteen and one. Utah. Fifteen and zero. Pac twelve champion Alabama. Um, no, I think if Utah wins out, because currently they're thirteen in the AP. Obviously, CFP bowl is different. But yeah, I mean, in that case, you're 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 going up against like an eleven and one Michigan team. A one or two loss Clemson team, couple losses Oklahoma, Notre Dame. How many losses they have? So, I, I will. You say, gotta assume the top three's in. Like that, that top three right there, whatever order they're in, they're in. That four spot is kind of what's up for grabs, and I don't think it's ridiculous to say Utah's still in there. I will say that the playoff rankings come two weeks after they play USC. So, still, if they beat USC still, in that game, they'll be a top. Still pretty on ten. Still pretty in the realm. Um, or pretty pretty in. The rearview mirror, I should say, when the committee comes out with their first rankings. David, I know you kind of already did sh- shout-outs, but you have anything else? Go for it, man. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, um, shout-out to Georgia for backing me up, because I said they would be pre- pretty close to just as good as last year, and they are. So, that's in Bennett, man. They're so good. They might be the dude. Are they as good as Bama? They're not beating Bama again. Well, we'll find out. I'm telling, telling you, Bama has more talent than them, and they have Nick Saban. This has been Marathon Watch. Tuesday, 1 p.m. next week. Have a good day. Some things, but that's the old me. And now you wanna get me back, and you gon' show me. So you walk around like you don't know me. You got a new friend, well I got homies, but in the end it's still so lonely. In the night I hear talk, the cold story ever told. Somewhere far along this road, he lost his soul to a woman so heartless. How could you be so? Side of me that I don't know. I decided we won't speak so. Why we up 3 a.m. on the phone? Why don't she be so?